hello, and welcome to episode 167 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. Today is September 9th, 9-9. My name's Kellen, and today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Sergio. What's going on, man? Hey, Kellen. You know, I'm super excited to record this episode tonight. I'm sorry, I mean tonight. Uh, Yeah, it's all I've been thinking about for like the last nine days. Man, to just think that in about nine minutes we're going to be in the thick of it. (sighs) I'm so excited. You know, sometimes I may have 99 problems, but recording with you guys ain't one. Uh, This is going to be a nine-tacular episode. Uh, We'll see if that statement holds true. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as always, I'm joined by Kevin. Uh, A nine-second introduction here. Let's go. Was good, man. Doing well. I started making my smoothie at six forty nine, and I just made it made it on time at six fifty nine. So I'm ready yeah, to go, and that's all I got. Is that nine seconds? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't time you. <laughs> okay. Oh shoot! I should have said I made my smoothie in nine minutes, but that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> no. no, it's all good. Oh man, yeah. So if you haven't guessed already, um, today's show is brought to you by the number nine. It is the theme of this week. Um, people said it couldn't be done. You can't You can't create an hour of content based on one number. And you know who said that? I did. But you know who disagreed with me? Sergio and Kevin. So we're going to see how this goes. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, number nine and how it relates to gaming. We're going to be talking a bit about Mario Kart 9, what we want to see there, and then just kind of you know building off of this theme. Um, but before we get into all of that, today is a special day because it's also Wario Eve. Um, this new WarioWare game drops tomorrow, and I'm curious. Do you guys play the demo at all? Is this something that you want to get? Yeah, I played the demo, and even before that, I mean, I'm, be, I'm a big fan of the franchise, so this was preloaded. Uh, as soon as I could preload it, it was ready to go, so I'm excited. It comes out at 9 p.m. my time. Ah. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yes. man. <laughs> you know what? I was going to play it, but a little game called Spelunky 2 came into the fold. I know. Big excuse, right? Well, that took about 35 hours plus of my time since it released. <laughs> and I I know I haven't played the demo yet, but I might have to play it tonight. And I do want to get the game. Uh, I've heard quite a lot about it. You know, I, I I like wacky things. I like Wario. You know, those two are the you know, you combine <laughs> them together and might as well get the game. So I'm uh yeah, I'm gonna try the demo. Hopefully, it's uh pretty good. And you know, if uh, what Sergio says is true, then I'm just gonna get get it. How about you, Kellen? What about you? Awesome. Yeah, I've never played a WarioWare game before, but I did download the demo and I tried it out. And these games are quick; like you can probably play nine in about nine seconds. Um, yeah, <laughs> literally almost. Um, the games go really fast. There's a lot of variety in the demo and what's available. What I really like about this um, this kind of addition into the franchise is there are a ton of different characters you can play as, and they all play a little bit differently. So it kind of adds like a fresh face to each game. Because obviously there's like a ton of games, but they're played super quick because they're micro games. That's the whole idea behind it. You can play it like super quickly. Um, And so I could, my biggest gripe going into this was going to be, well, those games were going to get old really fast. You were going to learn how to optimize them. It wasn't going to be fun. But with all these different characters, it gives you a completely different way to play. And each character approaches each game and almost makes it like a different game. So I was really impressed by that. Um... I don't think this is a game I'm going to pick up, at least not initially. I think it would be way more fun if you had someone to play a couch co-op with. 
Um, I really wish that there was more of an online. I think there's like a leaderboard aspect to this, but there's no online co-op play or competitive play. Right. Which is like understandable, mm. but at the same time, a little disappointing to see. So yeah, it's been reviewing fairly well. Um, so really excited for those that are looking forward to this. I know they've waited a while for another Wario game. So that's really cool. And then there are other releases this week to look forward to as well. So WarioWare, September 10th. Cruise and Blast, September 14th. I feel like we just learned about that one. Uh, Eastward, September 16th. And also Skatebird, September 16th. So all Ooh. within this week, there's some uh, pretty interesting games there. A lot of variety. You know, Eastward is on my, it's on my radar. I really want to play another, another Chucklefish game. And I've seen some vids. Looks pretty good. I mean, it's coming next Thursday. What? That's crazy. So, oh, man. Nice. It's, it's going to be a good s- September. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how WarioWare does in our community um, for the people that do get it. Uh, they, um, Kellen, you mentioned the different characters. are. There's a character called Nine Bolt. So, mm. just throwing another nine in there. Another nine for the grill. <laughs> mm. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's about all the news that we have for this week, just those big releases coming out. Um, We recently created a list of recent releases Shy Guy did in our Discord, and man, the rest of this year is just packed with things to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to October, but um, even this month just has like a ton, so really exciting. We'll be able to cover all those different games as the release dates grow closer, as we get our hands on games, but for now it's just super hype. Um, But with all that out of the way... I think I'm going to turn this over to Sergio. Man, what are we talking about today? I'm genuinely asking you. <laughs> well, we do want to talk about the number nine in, in, in terms of gaming in any way, shape, or form that happens to be. But I think uh, we would be remiss if we don't start with discussing Mario Kart 9, you know, because whatever the next installment of Mario Kart is going to be, that's going to be the one in... There's so much to discuss there. Like, why what, uh, didn't it happen on the Switch? We got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is as close to 9 as we can get, but it's still not 9. And, okay, let, let's start with that. Like, do you guys think Mario Kart 9 is going to happen on the Switch at this point? Or do you think it's going to be on the next system? I feel like it's such a toss-up. And I've always gone with, no, we won't see it on the Switch. But I just don't, I have a hard time seeing the end of the Switch's lifetime right now especially as they Mm. continue to support it with things like the OLED model coming out soon. Um, I can't help but feel now that we will get nine on the switch, but I don't know. It's tricky with the timing because it would be a great launch title for the next system. Um, Obviously Mario Kart games, they they move systems, they get people to buy it. And so I could see them also holding on to something as impressive as a Mario Kart nine for when the next console comes out. So I've always been... I don't know. It's so hard, but right now I'd say yes, I do expect to see it on Switch, but that's just because I think Nintendo's really high on the system and they're going to keep supporting it for a while. Like, I don't even know when the end of the Switch is going to happen here. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a toss-up for me as well, but historically, every Nintendo console has gotten a new Mario Kart game. Now, having said that, this lifespan of the Switch has gotten Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Technically not a new Mario Kart game, right? So I am leaning more 
be more hopeful for that there is going to be a Mario Kart 9 for the Switch because that would technically be a new Mario Kart game, not a uh, right. remastered Mario Kart game with like more courses and stuff and more characters. So, yeah, that's my feeling. Nintendo, if you're hearing us, make that happen. Mario Kart 9, man. We just <laughs> want it. We love the company. Um, we're obviously huge fans of the the game, the genre. I mean, what who who are big who could be bigger fans than us, right? Obviously not biased. <laughs> no, but for real though, I I think this is uh, yeah, I would love to have Mario Kart Nine. I mean, um, before Animal Crossing, Mario Kart Nine. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart Eight Deluxe was my most played game on the Switch, and I want that to happen again for the new Mario Kart. Like, I want to be able to yes. play those, you know, f- at least a few hundred hours of of Mario Kart. Like, that would maybe, be great. Maybe nine hundred <sighs> hours. Nine hundred hours, man. Nine hundred ninety nine hours. Yes. at least. Yeah. Oh, nine. yeah. I mean, for <laughs> that, for that, for those kind of games, that that definitely happens. I. I, I agree that it's a toss-up. I don't expect it. I think if, like Kellen hinted at, I think if Nintendo has Mario Kart 9, I mean, I'm sure they do, they're probably holding on to it for the next system. I'm just really curious why why we haven't seen DLC or more content for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I feel yeah. like that might be a way to revitalize it if it needs it. But I, th- I guess I just answered my question. It probably doesn't need it. I know... I believe it's still the best-selling Switch game, even more so than Animal Crossing New Horizons, which did amazingly well, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still doing even better than that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be for the next system. Uh, I'm, whenever it happens, I'm really excited for it. I, I also had another question regarding Mario Kart 9, because with Mario Kart 7, we had the sailing part introduced, and, you know, the number 7 kind of looks like a sail. Uh, the number eight definitely looks like gravity based and we got gravity introduced with Mario Kart 8. So I've been trying to think of the shape of the number nine. It's, it's been about nine months that I've been doing this. I kind of need help. But <laughs> I've, I've been trying to think like how does the shape of the number nine relate to what we can expect in Mario Kart 9? And when I, when I think about, so we can fly, we can go underwater even for some reason, even though the characters don't seem to breathe or something. Uh, the, what, what else could they do? In, in a previous episode, I kind of made a joke that maybe they can go underground somehow. But now that I actually think about it, if you, if you, if your car did go underground, you probably couldn't see where you're driving, right? So I was thinking maybe, when you do that, the the perspective of the game is gonna switch to more of a like a two D type, like a section view of the race, if you will, and you could race that way. Mm. But that would be that would be. I think that can get very complicated switching perspectives. You know what? That just reminds me of something. Uh, in Super Mario Odyssey, you're playing as a three D Mario, right? But then there are certain right. parts of the the game where you can play like you know the retro two D Mario. What if that happens in Mario Kart Nine. Oh, like that's his part. Yeah. Oh, that would be so dope. Like I would. I mean, just borrowing that concept from Super Mario Odyssey and putting Mario Kart Nine, and and also, uh, having something like, ah, uh, do I want to say this? Outrun, where you know you're not just finishing one course. Like you're just you're gonna keep going until you get to the like the finish line is gonna be way further ahead, right? right. So like, imagine a Grand Prix, not just four four courses like in one go. It's like right. One continual course. So you can't just rely on, you know, doing well, like, 
like one like like four times for for races like you have to do well consistently throughout the whole race um so you know say if you're in eighth place for some reason in in uh course one but you know you're able to get to the finish line as first place in uh at the very end right like or of course one nice I'm you get nine points numbers. yeah you get nine points right there is it nine points for first place i don't even know <laughs> no no <laughs> okay yeah but but yeah i think that'd be pretty cool so Okay, not outrun. Okay, yeah, outrun slash cruising USA, kind of that. You know, you just keep continual going. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just having courses. A Grand Prix is one one whole course, and then um, I'm I'm gonna spitball here, but bring back elements of double dash. You know, have two um, yes. two racers in one cart. I think that'd be really cool. Like, that's not obviously blue ocean model new type, but it is very. Uh, it will bring back an old element from the the past Mario Kart game that we love, Mario Kart Double Dash, right. to Mario Kart Nine. So that is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So for me, the part of the nine that could kind of play into this game, I'm kind of big. The more I think into it, of the idea of like a Nintendo Kart instead of a Mario Kart, mm. where it almost gives like the Smash treatment of this is no longer just a Mario game, but it's a celebration of Nintendo. I don't want them to reach out beyond Nintendo IPs. I wouldn't want to see like Master Chief right. in the game um, because <laughs> I feel like that's part of what makes Smash so special and magical is like those third-party characters coming in. But um, as far as the nine goes, we would have nine new racers. I don't know who that would be. And nine <laughs> new tracks because each new racer would bring a new track with them. Yes. And so as far as like even beyond the theme of nine, um, I would really like to see them kind of build into this idea of Nintendo Kart because so many of like even the power-ups in Mario Kart are Mario themed. Why can't we have Animal Crossing themed power-ups or, you know, Legend of Zelda time bombs or something? I think there's just the potential to bring in so much wackiness and so much more Nintendo charm into Mario Kart. Um, And a lot of that would just come from expanding it beyond just the Mushroom Kingdom. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think we need new power-ups? I feel like they always play with them a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was new in 8 because I haven't really played much Mario Kart before then. But there's that like big power-up where you get like five different power-ups in one. And that's when you're really struggling like I do in races. It's kind <laughs> of like a help to get you back up to the, uh, towards the front of the pack. But what yeah. do you guys think? Um, as far as power-ups go, do you think they could shake it up in 9? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, they always do. But to me, it's com- it's almost... Uh, always not enough. I think Double Dash kind of did a good job because you had special items that you could only use a certain amount of time or it was like a special move uh, based on the item. So that was cool. But in the in the most recent Mario Kart, they're kind of just the standard items. Sometimes, you know, you, you get multiples of them, two or three or more, but it's, it's they kind of seem samey. And I think they're due for a good shape cup in terms of the, the items. Yes, and then correction, Kellen, is actually uh, eight items in one go. Um, uh, so actually in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you have the crazy eight where you have, uh, you can get mushroom, blooper, coin, banana peel, green shell, red shell, a bomb, and finally a star. Oh, nice. And technically, uh, the crazy eight is like an evolution from the lucky seven from Mario yes. Kart 7. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, uh, uh, uh? Cloud 9. Yes. Cloud 9. <laughs> Is gonna be the new name of the item. Okay, I know it sounds 
<laughs> cliche and we've heard of it before from different uh pieces of history and media or whatever i mean this is a very interesting you know it's a very uh common saying cloud nine will be it uh in mario kart 8 uh i don't know if you guys have mentioned already but uh the horn was the new that was a new item in mario yes. kart 8 so nine it would be a cloud for cloud nine I don't know what it would do, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, you can when you get the cloud, it'll be a Lakitu, right? Uh-huh. And um, you can you target it to someone, uh, like maybe in front of you or behind you, and it will cause that cart to have a harder time turning or drifting or something. Just makes it really hard for them to. Control the car for about nine seconds. Nice. That would be an amazing item. <laughs> I think that would. That's it. Nintendo, you got yourself an idea. Put it on the map. Ba bam. Okay. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I'm. I think that'd be great. And now I want more Cart Nine even more. <laughs> uh, the one thing though I want to talk about with Mario Kart Nine. May or may not be related to the night itself, but I, I want some more tournament level style play. Maybe nine, okay, maybe nine tournaments a year, you know, that can just, uh, you know, just for the top players in the world. And I mean, that'd be pretty cool and, and, and be and make Mario Kart more of a competitive game, even though, mm-hmm. you know, it's very mm-hmm. casual and a lot of items and stuff. There is a, I, I know there's a way for them to, and I've talked about it over and over again when we ever, whenever we talk about Mario Kart, to make it more. Uh, competitive, but also separate that from the the casual play, so that whoever wants to whoever wants to play the original Mario Kart way can do that, but whoever wants to play the more advanced tournament level style right. play can do so. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, I think I think that would be good um, to have some sort of competitive play. I am not very good at racing games. Anyone that's played with me in the Discord in Mario Kart, I it's a good finish if I'm like third from last for me, and it really is. I'm not trying to be down on myself. I'm just not very good at these games. And so because of that, I haven't really wanted to go online because I feel like if you're playing Mario Kart online, you probably know the tracks pretty well. You know the shortcuts. I don't. I just hop on, have dumb fun, and throw a couple blue shells at the person in the first place and laugh a little bit. Um, <laughs> so if there's that competitive game mode, I feel like it would take those like hardcore racers, allow them to race against other people that are super competitive and kind of lighten up and make Mario Kart casual in the regular online play, which is always good. Um, I think that's one of the greatest benefits that um, a competitive, well, a video game with a competitive and a casual scene, I think the best thing that they can do is try to make the competitive as strong as possible because that takes those competitive players out of casual because they're incentivized to then play competitive. So maybe there's some sort of like competitive reward of like a special skin for a racer or for your cart or just like a small cosmetic thing that Mm -hmm. um, really pulls those people that are really good at the game into competitive and then allows the more casual kind of newer players to race at their own pace. And if you were to do that just with the two different modes, you probably wouldn't have to go through and create some sort of like matchmaking, right? Where you're trying to match racers based on their skill level or placements or things. I think it would just be like a simplified approach to kind of stepping up Mario Kart to be more competitive, but also allowing it to become more casual. Yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really like that. And I, I mean, gosh, you would think that Nintendo would have thought about these things already. I mean, I feel like at this point, 
they're just very calculated and intentional what they want to do with this, the franchise. And um, maybe they want to have other franchises shine more than Mario Kart. But come on, like, I, I would I would bet that for a lot of people who play Nintendo games, they would have Mario Kart at their, like, at least top five. Like, easily yeah. top five. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've come from in gaming. Like, if you play Nintendo games and you've been exposed to Mario Kart, it's definitely in your top five. I know it's a hot take. It could be a hot take, but I stand by it. You know what? We make controversial opinions here. Uh, I do a lot. Um, some that are okay. Some that all of us don't agree with, as in you two. <laughs> but you know what? I'm standing by it. Every Nintendo game, well, most Nintendo gamers have top have Mario Kart in their in their top five. I think probably like <laughs> nine people in the world don't play Mario Kart. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, I, I just, uh, I, th- that's why that's why we're talking about this, right? I mean, there's we have so much love for a series, whether you're good at the game or not. Like it is, there's something about it that just keeps you get you know coming back. And we haven't even talked about the battle mode. Like the battle mode is so legendary in in video game history. Like I, I don't, I can't think of another franchise that has done battle mode kart style so well right i mean right, it's just right. it I, i'm just i mean the times that we've played together like us three and the, the and the other uh people in our community where we just have like loads of fun on discord and just playing mario kart like those are the moments that i pray for a lot and if mario kart and i were to come that would just bring oh, back man. that excitement again yeah. but i do have one thing to say they need to fix a, f- a couple things, right? In terms of like the the local play, like or wireless play, like so, we've had situations before where we would have a group of us, you know, play Mario Kart, non Wi Fi, but on wireless. I think it was about nine of us, huh? It was about nine of us, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and we'll just get communication error at least nine times from each of us, <laughs> on average. Like that's bad, Nintendo. You gotta fix this. Like, that's that's one of the things that I had a gripe for for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Like it just it was not, it, it wasn't the most, uh, it wasn't the smoothest experience when you play like wireless play. Um, right. I feel like online play is more stable than wireless, and it's, and I don't understand why that's a thing. So there you go. Yeah, and you know maybe if it does end up on the next system. That might be a way to really showcase what the next system can do. If it's more stable connections, more more on the online side, like more of a connected environment, and there's constant tournaments going on all the time, like 99 tournaments at once all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, depending on what Nintendo's main approach or the, the main selling point of the next system is going to be, they could tie that to Mario Kart 9 and make it something truly special. Um, I do agree that it would be very nice to see uh, like a Nintendo Kart, but then we wouldn't have Mario Kart 9. So <laughs> I don't know what I want. <laughs> oh, boy. That's fair. We can keep the name, but let's change the gameplay a little bit. <laughs> um, one thing that I'd actually want to see in the next installment, if it's Nintendo Kart, Mario Kart 9, whatever, um, for a Mario game and a Nintendo game, maybe this is just me, I feel like the standard race mode lacks a lot of personality. 
I could be mm. any sort of character and that doesn't re- like they've all got their own different stats and things, but I could race as Mario or Luigi and I don't feel like I'm racing as Mario or I'm racing as Luigi. Like, I don't know, the personality just doesn't come through for me. And so in trying to think of, you know, the best way to approach this, I thought, why not give each character their own kind of unique ability or something they could draw off of? Like maybe Yoshi um, has a rechargeable egg and that's just like a third power up for him and he can throw an egg every, you know, nine seconds Ooh. or whatever. And <laughs> maybe it doesn't throw someone into like a crazy spin out because they've got to balance it, but you know, it does something. Or right, maybe right. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong can get out of his cart, carry it on his shoulder and like hit someone with his car and then hop back in or something like allow them to have some sort of ability that makes them unique, brings out their personality and just kind of teaches people about what that character is all about. Um, I think yeah. that's something that they could really improve on. That's actually a pretty awesome idea. I, I think you're onto something there. And that will totally change the way you play Mario Kart. I mean, especially when choosing who to play. And if you were able to see what other people are choosing in terms of like their characters, like that would be like, there's, that's a strategy behind it, right? Like picking or counterpicking against other other uh, characters that would have a better time against those characters like that would be cool um because historically with mario kart the differentiations between each character is you know how heavy they are how fast they are um how much acceleration they can get um and just yeah i mean this would be next level mario kart nintendo you better be listening these are great <laughs> suggestions these are great ideas and boy um but yeah Sergio what do you think (laughs) yeah no I mean if the game ended up uh the way we're describing it with with these pretty cool sounding features I'm pretty sure it's like nine out of ten guaranteed (laughs) well I I I want to be at least the worst possible score could be nine out of ten yes (laughs) (laughs) I you know what I just thought something what if it's Mario Kart 99 (laughs) like Tetris 99 oh but Mario oh. 99. Yeah, right? I mean, why just be 9? Like, 99. Like, you have 99 racers. 99 <laughs> communication errors. <laughs> 99 <laughs> communication errors? All right, I'm going to retract back. No, no, but I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. I mean, if, if it's doable, like, I know it's going to take a lot of um, a lot of effort, a lot of coordination. It would be a logistical nightmare to figure out how to, to get that working <laughs> technically, but... If that were to be a thing, my goodness, that would be an incredible racer. And just to be, even to be in the top 10 from that 99 people, like that, that's like an incredible achievement. Like, I'm shooting for top nine myself. You're shooting for top, yeah, yeah. Top, top nine. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, that idea sounds really good and it would also work for battle mode. I mean, you could have regular racers or battle mode also with like a 99 mode. Yeah. I wonder if Nintendo's thinking about this because if they are, they're probably having a well because like they even think about it gives me anxiety like how can they like <laughs> in terms of like technical challenges like how are they able to how do how can they pull it off but if there's only if there's one company that can pull it off it's nintendo so <laughs> yeah i feel like nice. you almost couldn't fit 99 racers onto the same track so it'd be everyone races on the same track but you'd be able to throw power-ups towards other people that maybe sped up like mm. a fire chasing behind them. And if they were slow right. enough, then the fire would like catch them. They'd be, they'd be eliminated. Um, yeah. Still a lot of logistics behind it, but it'd be cool because I don't think that's something that we've really seen in other racers. Again, I'm not big into racing games, so I don't know if the surety, if that's the case, but 
it definitely sounds unique from what a kind of traditional racer would be. Right. Mm-hmm. What else do you guys have on this wish list? Any other crazy ideas for nine? Not sure. I mean, I'm still trying to think of what way they would change the vehicles or at least the way you drive because they seem to like doing that with every major iteration and it makes sense. Um, staying with the, the Cloud9 uh, theme here, I maybe I'm thinking what if there's like another track above the track and it's actually literally on the clouds. Um, but I, I wonder, because that, that would probably like disconnect uh, the players above from the players below. I don't know how you could kind of like tie them together so you could still affect them with items or maybe certain items which switch you to the clouds and other ones would put you down. Um, I don't know. It, it could happen. Yeah. And just to build on the idea, like if you were to race, you know, in the clouds, right? Uh, you would, ha- let's have a cart where it could be like a traditional cart, but then once you go off the track and you go in the clouds, it becomes, it becomes like more of a plane. Like in Diddy Kong Racing, where you can have like you can you can fly that plane. Yeah. There's like you know, yeah. So the car could be, it could be a traditional car. It could transform into uh, a plane. Um, you know, at a certain point in the course, and if you go in the underwater, it could be like a submarine sort of thing. So it could be like a it's a three in one racer. Every character has a three in one where you can race on land, you race in the air, and you race in the sea, or the ocean or water. You know what I mean, right? Like. That would be incredible because we've seen the innovations that they've made with the anti-gravity system in mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 and 8 Deluxe. But take it a step further, you know? Um, make it a 3-1 thing or 9-1 if that's possible. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think that would be really awesome. And um, not every course has to be raced on the track or the land. It could be all right. on in the air. You know, maybe you can have a the... Maybe you could have a course dedicated to Super Mario Galaxy, one of the best Mario games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial uh, top uh, opinion, but no, no, but yeah, I mean, like just being able to race in space too with that that sort of capability, Ooh. like that would be awesome. I mean, oh boy, let's make my head spin. <laughs> you know, I've kind of rec- uh I've kind of mentioned it on previous episodes too, but I would like to see a course editor added. And I know that's like a really, really big ask as far as like programming Mm. goes, but I'm just such a proponent of having some sort of creative tool in games nowadays where, you know, Nintendo doesn't need to worry about pushing out new DLC because they allow players to create courses. The community can vote on them, download them, you know, community favorites kind of surface. People can go crazy with it and be super creative um, I'm not very good at creating stuff like that, but I think others could. There was this game called Mod Nation Racers, and it was on the PS Vita, I believe, and I only owned it for a couple months. But it was cool because the Vita had the back trackpad, and you would like run your finger right. along the back to create the course, and you could create um, different like bumps in the road or different hills, different dips, things like that. And the customization was a little bit loose, but you could still create really cool courses and I feel like the technology and, you know, the systems have really evolved over time to where we could have a more in-depth course editor. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that would be cool. Maybe not in nine, but somewhere down the road to where the community can really lengthen out the game and, you know, bring a code of freshness to it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a nice feature. I wouldn't love that, Kellen. Being able to create your own course is just, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. I mean, 
just thinking about it makes me think of Super Mario Maker 2, um, which I wish I could play a lot more of, but then, you know, <laughs> I would just end up playing a lot of hours of like building a course that's super hard with a lot of uh, Hammer Bros and then try to complete it so I can actually have other people play it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it's Mario Kart Maker. Maybe that's the next iteration. I mean, we've done, we've, we have, you know, Super Mario Maker. I mean, when I'm Mario Kart Maker. Nice. Well, I had another nine related question, like in, in terms of gaming overall, because if, if we think about it, there's not that many franchises that have a title that is like game title number nine, right? We have Mario Party 9, Final Fantasy 9, and, and a few of those, but most franchises tend to have or change their titles along the way. Um, we definitely have more than nine Mario games, but we don't have a Super Mario 9. Because Nintendo decides to change their names most of the time. And I know Nintendo really, really sticks to that uh, for the most part. Uh, but other companies do as well. I, I am trying to wonder, like, why would they want to not continue the numbers? Uh, for example, we know Final Fantasy IX, definitely, they stick to the number. And they're kind of known for that. Um, but I guess, in a way, you could think, oh... You know, if you see a game and it's the ninth entry or even later, you might think, oh, I'd rather play the, the, the other eight before this or I'm so late, I, I'm not going to be able to catch up on this game because you might think they're consequential or it's like a continuation of each one. I'm just curious why we don't have that many games with the actual number nine in the title. Mm. I think you brought up some good points. In addition to all that, I would say whenever I see like a nine it's like man this is the ninth iteration of the same game like it's not fresh it's not new it's not different they just mm. ported this over to another system slapped the next number on and like nothing's different about it maybe right. part of that's mm. been i've been conditioned with that with sports games where they follow that numerical <laughs> kind of pattern right where it's right. like madden 22 that's just madden 21 with like the new rookies or whatever and so maybe we've been conditioned in that way um i feel like also, the title is so important to the game, especially for those that are kind of new into gaming or they're looking to buy a gift for a game and they don't know much about it. Um, like Call of Duty, they have probably over nine games. I mean, I don't want to offend the resident expert here, Kevin, but um, <laughs> like, do you want to buy Call of Duty 9 or do you want Call of Duty like World at War or Modern Warfare 2 or something? I feel like they're just more descriptive of what you're actually getting in the game and kind of what the main yeah. selling point is of that entry that you know a number can't really convey and so for that reason i kind of prefer that we don't follow that kind of numbering and naming convention kevin what do you think great point kellen uh, psychologically speaking i would not want to have the number nine in the title that i'm playing although there are exceptions given if you know the series like final fantasy nine <laughs> initially people would think oh it's the ninth entry in the final fantasy series but with with like a few minutes of research, you can find out that each of the Final Fantasies are different. They have their own story. But we live in a world where we don't got a lot of time, right? Time is very valuable to us. And even spending that few minutes to find out that it's not the ninth entry in the series in a, in a consecutive story way, mm -hmm. not a lot of people would, have, would, would make that... They wouldn't, they wouldn't have that time to do it. They wouldn't just want to do that. So um, I wouldn't like... Yeah, I, and, and also... When you say like Call of Duty World War, Call of Duty Marvel Two, when you have those like mini series within the Call of Duty series or even in other games in general, it allows the 
the the company, the developers, the publishers to have more breathing room in terms of what they want to do with the story, right? Because then if you just have one story that iterates, you know, throughout nine games, that's a lot of pressure to continue that entire story in one go. Right. If you're able to break it down to different series, like, uh, you know, like Call of Duty, Marvel for one, two, three, and then there's Black Ops, one, two, three, four, five. Is there a five? I don't, I don't even know because that's, that's <laughs> how much of a fan I am. Um, and it, it just allows for more creativity or more freedom in how you want the, the game to be, the story to be. So, yeah, I... But 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 the, but then we want to bring back to the, this this concept of of genre. It depends on the genre. Kellen, you mentioned Madden twenty one, Madden twenty two. In the, in the sports world, yes, that usually signifies that it's, you know new same game, new players, right? You know incremental improvements. Um, but for like uh you know a like Final Fantasy, like an RPG series, like. For those who spend those few minutes or so to find out that each story in the, in, in the entry is different, it's pre- it's presented that way so that you don't have to th- think of it as like oh like it's nine stories in one go or or it's one story that right. is continual over nine games. So it's a very interesting. This is very interesting. I like this. It's um and and, and think about like the Legend of Zelda, right? You know, like the way it goes, yeah. like. There's like you know it starts with one game, then there's this, uh, <laughs> isn't there? Like, there's like prequel, there's a prequel to the prequel, there's a sequel to the prequel, and then there's a sequel to the sequel. Like it's all like messed <laughs> up. There's no you will never see Legend of Zelda nine, right? And sometimes when you have these developers or you know these these uh, these teams that make these games, they don't want to be binded. They want to be confined by the number that they put on their game. So that's why I would say no. You shouldn't ha- number a game to number nine in that aspect. Unless you're a sports game, then you're all good. People know what that is. <laughs> so I guess the question is, is Mario Kart a sports game? But I won't get into that because I want to ask ah! another nine question. <laughs> I, that's a hot question. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, that's tough. I, oof. Okay. Well, what do you guys think for those who listen to us? Let us know, write, write it in, is Mario Kart a sports game? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually had another nine question. Um, I was wondering, what is a game that you guys absolutely love, but there's just one little thing about it where you can't rate it a 10 out of 10, it's a 9 out of 10? Mm. While you think about it, I can go ahead and go first. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just thought about this like nine minutes before we started recording. <laughs> so nice. I don't have a solid answer, but the first thing that kind of came to mind is Slay the Spire. Um, And as far as it being a 10 out of 10, I wouldn't say across like all video games, but I would say for kind of the slot that it's in of being a card-focused, deck-building, roguelike game, I think they almost knocked it out of the park as perfectly as they could have. The one thing that gets me is you're in it for, you know, the long haul. You're going on a run and it could take, you know, 40 minutes if you're being pretty methodical about it and you're trying to really build your deck and strategize each move. Um, and there are different almost like archetypes of decks that you can create, like poison or, you know, you're drawing a ton, you're building up a ton of block or you're just um, going aggro, hitting over and over and over again. But then there are different bosses that are designed to counter those different deck types. And so as you progress through the game, there's different touch points where you can buy new cards, you can remove cards from your deck, 
Um, just different options like that to kind of modify your deck, but there aren't, there just simply aren't enough touch points to modify your deck to adjust. Um, a lot of the strategy comes from understanding the cards and using them to get through each floor. And so maybe one deck type you absolutely need to beat the first boss, but the second one's going to wreck you with. You need more touch points in that second level to sacrifice cards out of your deck so you aren't um, at a disadvantage when you go in to fight him. There's still a disadvantage of you have less cards in your deck now because you had to sacrifice those that you had built up, but you aren't stuck with those useless cards anymore. So mm. I feel like it just lacks the freedom and kind of mobility that would make it a 10 out of 10 game for me in that genre. Mm. So what what do you guys think? I, I find that I find your point interesting because um, there are other people that have talked about Slate Aspire that have said similar things. And I mean, in its in its own right, it's a very good game, but uh, just the way it's constructed and, and how you, you know, go through different enemies and bosses like that, like it it you know, I mean, it's hard to be a ten out of ten game. It, it it's very difficult. Right. Like I mean, how it's like how do you how how does that happen? There's very few games like that, you know, Uncharted Two, Super Mario RPG, some stars. Like those are ten out of tens <laughs> in my eyes. But uh, for for me, a game that is a nine out of ten, but isn't a ten out of ten. Um, I'm gonna say, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Final Fantasy VIII. Not a, it's not a ten out of ten. It's an eight. It, it's not an eight, man. It's not an eight. It's also not great. <laughs> oh. No, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. All right, continue. Okay, so Final Fantasy VIII. While it's a very good game, it's not right. I don't think it's perfect because I don't like the way they did their uh, magic system. Right, because in in Final Fantasy VIII, they deviate from the norm where um, you get to you have to literally um, uh, go to different parts of the world where you have these I forgot what, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but these little area these little things where you can like you go to it and then you you know receive like three fire or receive three ultima or like you know different like just a, a certain number of spells within you know if you were to get to this one part um, and. Magic is being used where you collect it. Like you don't, it's not used with magic points. Once, it's like say you have like what 50, 50 Fiagra, right? The, the the third evolution of fire, Fiagra, uh, Fiagra. How do you even say F I A G R A? It's it's a pretty pretty powerful fire spell. Once you use those, it's gone. You have then you have to go back and find those little things that you can you know hover over and collect more fire spells and stuff. And it's it's just it's just it. it they, you know, I appreciate them experimenting, but it didn't work out. Um, and also, I've watched some players playing Final Fantasy VIII. They were they're able to break the the game really early on, like through using the junction system, which is a way to, you know, bolster your your party members like really well. And, and if you know the system really well, you can pretty much have an easy time with the game all the way through. And I just didn't like that. Um, I wouldn't like a more traditional like leveling up system, uh, but while I do appreciate the fact that they were experimental with it, like it just didn't work out as well. Um, story's great, music's great, characters are great, but the magic system and the junction system eh, leaves a lot to be desired. So, mm. not a ten out of ten. Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know the the game I'm going with. It, it could have been a ten out ten out of ten for what it was going for, 
but I think uh, several factors kind of bring it down to a nine. Um, I'm talking about arms. Mm. Back when <laughs> that was a thing, and, and that's part of it. I think one of the biggest reasons why arms is not as popular as it could be is because of how close it released to Splatoon 2. It was only one or two months before Splatoon 2, and then for the most part, everyone that had a Switch and that enjoyed playing multiplayer, they kind of gravitated to that. And I think Nintendo, you know, they tried to keep ARMS alive, and they had some free DLC, we got new content, and they they still held online tournaments and everything, but by that time, I think everyone had had enough of the game. And we can kind of see that. I believe it was... Uh, this This is only a rumor that I believe I heard. But there was consideration for a sequel. But Nintendo decided to scrap it. Uh, because of, you know, the lack of enough continued support from the fans. And I think uh, one of the reasons, too, that ARMS could have been... Had more like a longer lasting effect. As if it had more of a single player content. Uh, from what I recall, I mean, it does have a campaign mode. But I think that's about it. I, I, I don't know if maybe it could have had a more developed story mode where you find out uh, more of the backstory of the characters because Nintendo definitely developed backstories for them and you kind of learn from them in the in the campaign mode. But I feel it could be, it could be a lot more involved. Uh, it could be a bigger part of the game to keep people playing single player and then get distracted with the multiplayer that it's, it's already really good in the game. So... I think ARMS could have been a, a, a 10 out of 10 game for for what it was going for in terms of multiplayer if it had had a little bit of breathing room and more of a single-player campaign. Mm. And I think if that were the case, we would probably have at least one sequel by now. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, because once Splatoon came over, it was over. I mean, just... I mean, people who played Splatoon 1 talked to a lot of people who haven't played Splatoon, convinced them to get Splatoon 2, like me, and... <laughs> you know that's all she wrote and um and with arms yeah like i don't know what they were thinking i don't know what nintendo was thinking but um yeah the single player has a lot to be desired that's what sergio's mentioned and i mean i wish it could be a sequel that would be cool even if it's called legs i would have totally enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> well i have a nine related question for you guys as well not to date you or anything but what game was your favorite when you were nine years old oh that was like last year for me according to shy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's crazy oh. i mean i can tell you mine definitely and because it just came out that year mario super mario 64 that was that was kind of a game changer back then i mean not let alone the the new graphical style but the the gameplay just expanding what we had traditionally known as like two-dimensional games there were a couple of exceptions of course i definitely played a lot of star fox back in the snes so that was like a pseudo 3d hinting at what the future would bring but being able to play Mario 64 and having the free roaming camera and being able to look all around, that was amazing to me. Um, I, I wasn't... Well, back, back then I liked more, uh, Mario more than I like him now, at least the games. Uh, but Mario 64 is definitely one of my favorite games of all time because of that. It was very memorable. Great game. Uh, I have fond memories of the two, but that was not my favorite game when I was nine. Oof. The Oregon Trail. 
Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. You know what? That that's like in my top three. That's <laughs> man. You know what though? My favorite game when I was nine. Wow. It's a tie between Super Mario RPG: Legend of Seven Stars and Pokemon Blue. Pokemon Ooh, Blue. Nice. You heard it here. You're talking about the guy who played that all the time. Man, one of the best <laughs> games, I, I given the history I've had of Pokemon. But I'm talking about when I first got it, I remembered, um, shout out to my mom, she actually waited in line that same morning that it came out. I remember, uh, and I was allowed to play it after school that day. Pokemon Blue, that Blastoise with the cover. Ooh, and the blue cartridge. Man, that was so cool. And just a whole new world. And even watching the Pokemon uh, anime series season one, Indigo Plateau, the Indigo League. But given that, I also love playing Super Mario RPG and Legend of Seven Stars. My, one of my favorite games of all time. A great masterpiece. We need Margino. We need Margino. <laughs> I'm only going to say that twice. <laughs> and... Gosh, so that that's it. My two favorite games when I was nine. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, there. I have a hard time remembering like what was popular when I was eight, what was nine, what was ten. You know, but there are like those games that have always kind of stuck with me through life. There's like some dumb pinball game that I used to play. Uh, the putt putt games were classics, of course. There was like a deep sea diving Arthur game that. Sometimes I wonder if I just made it up in my head, so I have to like search YouTube footage up to make sure I didn't like just it's not like a fever dream. Um, but the, yeah. the biggest one for me then was probably Madden 2004 because that's when I was like really into Madden before I realized that they were tripping me off every year. And <laughs> oh no, um, yeah, I was still young and innocent. Michael Vick in that game was like an absolute beast, like he was just broken, you could run and escape from anyone because his speed was just like 99 on everything. But growing up, um, there was this closet in our house, and my dad thought it was a secret that on the top shelf he would hide things he wanted to give us for Christmas or our birthdays, but I knew about it, and I knew where the chair was. So I used to go up there and take a peek, and then I'd have to act surprised, you know, every Christmas or birthday, and I eventually came across, you know, Madden 2004 sitting up there for the PC, and I was like, I really want to play this, but I didn't want to just, like, take it play it have to like repackage it put it back up there so i just asked my dad i was like hey you know what i know about your secret stash and there's a game i really want to play in there and so i just had to do some chores and i got it early and i played the heck out of that game so that's definitely my answer oh nice that's a great story (laughs) oh man shout out to madden (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i you know what? I've never really gotten too much to Madden. I mean, I, I've, I've seen my friends play. I've played a, a few times, but I can see why it could be very fun and very involved, too, especially if you love American football. It's, I mean, it's one of the greats. I mean, I didn't even know who Madden was until like a bit later after I found out about the game. I'm like, oh, John Madden. I'm like, okay, he's the announcer. And he, apparently he uh, played football and was a coach of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of you know, won a Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean... Man, the number nine. I got a number nine question for you guys. Ooh. Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah, ready. Um, Pick a game this year that you really like and describe to me what that game is in nine words. 
a game that released this year or that we started playing this year? We did we start that, a game that you started playing this year and okay. describe it in nine words. Yep. Hmm. Do you want it to be like a nine word sentence or just nine words that relate to the game, if that makes sense? It could be a phrase, it could be a sentence, it could be whatever you want, just nine words, however you want it. It could be even a tune for nine, nine word <laughs> tune, <laughs> whatever you want. It could be a poem. <laughs> okay, I have my answer. Okay. And I'm talking about the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. And in nine words, I would describe it to you as... It is like Phoenix Wright games, but even better. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Okay, I got one. All right. Spelunky 2, okay, which we're going to talk about later on because the game's <laughs> awesome. Um, mostly. So here's, here's, here's my nine word thing. The love of exploring caves in a brutal platformer. Mm. That's all you gotta know. And if that's <laughs> enough to convince you to get the game, well, I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I thought about 3D World and Bowser's Fury. And I said exactly what Mario and the Switch needed, experimental revitalizing. Um, and that for me was because we obviously got like a ton of Mario games and celebrating the anniversary. And... I I like the 2D Mario games a lot more than the 3D ones, and I still enjoyed playing through the Sunshine Galaxy. 64 is kind of iffy for me, to be honest. But 3D World really knocked it out of the park for me on what 3D Mario should be with, you know, the online, adding the experimentalness of a Bowser's Fury game mode. I think that was really what, you know, Mario needed in my eyes for what a 3D Mario game could be and what the Switch hmm. needed when... The world was kind of going through a weird time at that point, and we got a game that we all kind of really needed to be able to play together and just have fun. So that's my pick. Nice. Awesome. Three great choices. Can't go wrong. So Nice. I have a quick one for you guys. Mm -hmm. Would you buy a Switch Lite for $99? I would. I already have one. <laughs> no, one? No, no. no, you have 99 <laughs> No, no, I, I definitely would. But it, but it's got to be... Actually, no, no, no. I don't care what color it is. I don't care what color it is. If it's for $99, surprise me. I don't yeah. care what color. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. I honestly don't feel the need to have another Switch, so I would say no. But if someone asked me if they should buy a Switch Lite for $99, the answer is absolutely yes. Mm, nice, mm. nice. Time for an unpopular opinion because I'm 99% sure that Pikmin 4 is not going to make it on the Switch. And I think it should have. So, what's an unpopular opinion from you guys? What game that you think should be on the Switch, but you think it's not going to make it? <laughs> I'm going to be really sad when I say my answer. <laughs> uh, say it. I want you to be sad. No, I'm just kidding. I just want you to answer so I can think. <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> Famous two Golden Sun games on the Switch. Uh, <laughs> as much as I want it, not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I 99% agree. And it, it may be an unpopular opinion because not only nine people in the world know about that game. Oh, those, those two games. <laughs> and only nine people care about the third one. Hmm? Is there a third one? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, all right. Only nine people do. Only nine people do. And for those nine people... 
I have to say this. That's cool. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. You know, for me, this has been rumored for so long, but the longer it kind of sits out there, the more I'm thinking, you know, it's probably just not coming, and that's Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, Ouch. Maybe they're saving it for Prime 4 still, but it's been rumored for so long. So many people have said, like, it's done. They just need to release it. They're just holding on to it. You know, Dread's here. It would have been a great time to drop it a month or two ahead of yes. time to get us yes. a hype for it because it's been a long time since we've had a Metroid game. So it seems like, you know, drop these, get people hype, give them Dread, and then Dread prepares people for Prime 4. And so it's to the point where I'm just going to be absolutely surprised if the trilogy comes. I I just don't expect it anymore. I've just kind of ridded myself of that expectation. Oh, I hope you're wrong, but I can see why you would be right. Mm. I'm not that big of a Metroid fan, but uh, just the more, the more I think about it, the more I'm sad about it. <sighs> <laughs> cool. Well, did you guys want to kick off any more nine questions or do you think we are all kind of nined out nine and that's the german word for no (laughs) (laughs) nine (laughs) yeah what what was that was like what nine questions it felt like it yeah felt pretty close we should have uh (laughs) kept count there for sure um (laughs) before we kind of wrap everything and get into answers from last week's question I kind of neglected to mention this at the beginning of the show, but we know we forced you to sit through all of that, so now you get the announcement. Um, (laughs) Our game of the month this month is focusing around free-to-play games, and the way that we're kind of rolling this out in this template is announcing a new free-to-play game each week to kind of focus on as kind of a subsection of the game of the month. And so this previous week kind of focused on Rocket League and team-based games, so we're also playing games like Ninjala, World of Tanks, and Warframe, we wanted to go ahead and announce what we're going to be playing as a Discord starting next Sunday through Saturday for week two, Fighter Pass 2, of the NJP Game of the Month focused around free-to-play games. And so we've decided to play Pokemon Unite, one of the newest free-to-play games on the system, and um, obviously coming to mobile soon, so that's really exciting. As far as other games that we're going to be playing alongside Pokemon Unite that kind of fit into the idea of a MOBA game, we're going to be playing Paladins, Arena of Valor, and Smite. Ha ha ha. Or however Kevin laughs. Um, <laughs> Smite! Ha ha ha! Oh, goodness. There you go. What a callback. Yeah. So we're going to be playing Pokemon Unite together, and that's exciting to me because there was so much hype around it at release. It's died down a little bit in our community, and I'm excited for it to pick back up because they've obviously got a lot of future plans for the game. They want to keep it going. So that's what we're going to be doing. So if you want to play alongside us, make sure to join our Discord and really get involved with us. Nice. So yeah, besides all that, I think we're uh, good to kind of mm-hmm. hop into last week's questions. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, this was a good one. So last week we asked, in honor of September, if you got to hang out with Toad for one day and take him out for dinner... What games would you play with him, and what would you eat? We have answers from people from our Discord. For example, Shy Guy said, we would play Frisbee and mini golf, and we would eat mushrooms. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can tell you why not, but (laughs) if that's what you want, then okay, sure. Uh, Naprat said, totally spelunking and mushroom-based dishes. And I agree with Shy Guy. Oh, man. (laughs) 
This is this is not gonna end well for Toad, I think. <laughs> First Dragon said I would have him on my team for baseball so I could pretend that that series wasn't dead. We wouldn't eat so much as absorb nutrients from nearby <laughs> organic matter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Filmmaker said, let's keep it simple. We'll go out for pizza. Yes, with mushrooms. And we'll finish the evening off with a game of Uno. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Turbo Beardo said, Toad and I would totally go outside and do activities like geocaching, beach volleyball, and do some birdo watching. <laughs> Then we would go to this awesome omelette place I know and have some birdo eggs omelette with shiitake mushrooms. Nice. Doesn't fancy. Dragon said, we would play Captain Toad together, of course, and we would eat something Italian, most likely great pizza. Nice. Cube said, no, just no. <laughs> well, my actual answer is a land party. It seems like something that Toad would enjoy but haven't done yet. The food would be the usual suspects, mostly pizza and the like. Nice. Lots of pizza love here. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And Silver Chase said, we would hang out at Dave and Buster's. I feel like Toad would definitely have a blast hopping from game <laughs> to game in the arcade. And we would order pizza for food. His choice of toppings. So, mushrooms. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> a sense of theme here. <laughs> nice. I mean, if it was me, I I would definitely play, uh, play Mushroom Man uh, with Toad for the Wii. And also Super <laughs> Mario Party because I want to show Toad how annoying he can be sometimes. I think he just needs to see it to change his ways. Uh, for dinner, yeah, we will order pizza, but no, um, we're not going to have mushrooms. I think I'm going to show him how delicious a sautéed pigmin can be. Uh, I think oh, he's going to like the red ones. yes. Why the red ones, Serge? Uh, you know, there's some pepperoni-flavored ones, so they're a little <laughs> hard to get, but he would like them. I'll do it for Toad. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Ooh. Well, if I were to hang out with Toad... Uh, the supposed number one mascot of Nintendo, I would take him out to one of my favorite things I love to eat is teppanyaki, which is a style of food where you get to sit down around the the cooking area. There's like uh, you know seat, seats and you could watch the chef cook live in action. Mm. And a lot of time, you know, and there are, uh, so there are franchises that do this like Benihana is a very popular one and that's the one the only one that I know. <laughs> I haven't been to one in a while. There was a local one that I used to go to called Kingswood back in California. Shout out to Kingswood. I love your food. I don't know what happened to you guys. Hopefully you guys are still there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so basically, uh, and just to reiterate, so this is a style of Japanese cuisine, right? And mm -hmm. it's, you, use, you use an iron grill to cook food and you get to watch the chef cook live and you know for me i would like to have fried rice you know with hopefully some well there's usually no mushrooms in there but yeah fried rice <laughs> and then uh maybe you know some chicken steak which is a you know chicken cooking the like the way you would cook steak with chicken but obviously you want to make sure that it's cooked well through and not like rare uh <laughs> and sometimes they would have mushroom sauce like they would provide mushroom sauce oh boy uh, yeah totally like that um <laughs> And, or just, and, and there's the vegetables, right? You know, the chef will cook vegetables. Gotta have some mushrooms, right? Toad loves mushrooms. <laughs> so, uh, but games that I would play with him. 
I would want to play games that I've never played before with him. Like Mole Mania, The Dog Island. Um, <laughs> plot. So you have played games with Toad. Is that that's what you've played? <laughs> I've played games with Toad. <laughs> I'm, yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do. Totally nice. off the wall. With the cuisine. Totally. To- totally. And with <laughs> eating food that... Eating something that I would love. Like the style of food I would love. Like, so, yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Toad seems like a fun guy. So I would take him... <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, I enjoy going to amusement parks. And... We have a local one called Lagoon. It's got a couple roller coasters on it. I know Toad might be a little too small to ride on some of the rides, but I'll just sneak him in my backpack or something. We'll get him on there. Um, I just want to hear his scream like going down a hill in a roller coaster. I'm, I'm really fascinated what that would sound like. Um, and then we would just hit some of the more mild rides for him because he just seems kind of chill. Like maybe he liked the teacups a little bit more, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we'd have mm-hmm. a fun time together. We would get like cotton candy and just kind of like chill and then afterwards for dinner there's this burger place in town i really like it's called crown burger they do pastrami burgers which is really good they've got really good onion rings so we'd go there sit and talk he would spill all the tea about the mushroom kingdom uh tell me what luigi's really like um i would ask him why angry son is so angry um (laughs) just really trying to get to the bottom of all the secrets of the mushroom kingdom i feel like he knows everything and he'd be willing to spill it if i bought him dinner so I think that's what we're going to do. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> cool. Well, now we have this week's weekly question of the week for this week. And, you know, I was thinking, and I apologize to all of our listeners for all the incorrect ways that this question has been asked, or at least the title of this question, because when we say that, we're not telling you what week we are asking the question and what week the question is going to be answered. So... With that in mind, we're updating the title, and now it is this week's weekly question of the week for this week. Ask this week and answer next week. Oh, please no. Or T-W-W-Q-O-T-W-F-T-W-A-T-W-A-A-N-W for short. My brain's fried. <laughs> How many times did you practice that? <laughs> that was in one take for everyone listening. Nine times. Nine times? Oh, man. Oh, jeez. This week's question, if you could add any video game related vehicle to Rocket League, what would you add? Mm. Spicy. (laughs) And with that, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support this show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio and on behalf of Kevin and Kellen, thanks for listening and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Oh, 
so that is not from Final Fantasy VIII. That is from the Vanilla Lake courses from Super Mario Kart. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Very tasty. Oh, very tasty. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.